0: Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 6th of January. We are almost a week into this new year, 2020. It is so cool. We have, this is the month that I like to talk about the things that try to get in the way. There's so much working for us, and yet if we don't know that, there's a lot working against us. It's like going upstream all the time, not just once in a while. And I really had to talk about temptation because we always, you know, Ego's an easy topic. We say, Oh, they have a big ego, or ego make me do it, or me I don't have an ego, or whatever people need to say about their egos. Ego has a job, and it's not the fun job that you would want it to have, but it has one nonetheless. And its job is to separate us from ourselves. It's to say I am not good enough, I am not strong enough, I am not willing, I will never forgive, I will never forget. It's just the nevers and the meanness and the entrance plans with no exit plans. We get there somehow. So how do we get there? How do we start thinking like that? What comes first? So as I've been growing with Christ and all this knowledge that keeps on just flooding my brain and flooding each day with greater truth. I was like, but what comes before ego? What shows up? Before we start thinking all those thoughts of we'd never, we're better, we're smarter, our way is right, everybody else is wrong, pick, 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 pick. What happens first? And it's temptation. The tricks of temptation that show up like, you should do that. And then you think, but if I do that, that's like a short-term urge for enjoyment or desire. Not that we can't get enjoyment other ways, but that threatens literally threatens your long-term goals in life. And the first thing is your integrity. It, like, coaxes you, and it tries to get you to commit something that would cause you to manipulate others. And a lot of times, we dive into temptation. Because we have a desire or a fear of losing whatever it is we were not going to do in that moment. A great example of that would be young teenagers. Back in my day, I don't know what it's like anymore with technology, but I know in, in my time that a girl could could or would show a guy how much he meant to her by sleeping with him. A lot of times the girls weren't ready. I don't even know really if the guys were ready, but the girls definitely weren't ready. And her body could get pregnant. And at that time, it wasn't like it was easy to find the dad. I mean, maybe in a small town, but also to prove who was a dad. All that stuff took time. And um, temptation on the side of fear, remember fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt are not from God. But the fear of loss was why. But we tried to call it, because we manipulate ourselves, love. And at the time, it might feel like that's what love is. Because a lot of time, our first relationships teach us a lot about the fantasy versus the reality. The temptation, acting out, it says, Oh, you should, you know, put down this word or this comment or this phrase or this sentence or say this word, comment, phrase, or sentence to someone's face and see how they react. Then, after you do it, you're like, Was that really in my best interest? Was that the best way to communicate? Should I have screamed and humiliated my children? Temptation, there's nothing good about it. Because anything that we feel we're going to lose isn't ours in the first place if we feel like we're going to lose it. The tricks of temptation are the teasing part. It's like you want to start a diet and there's, you go and you buy yourself chocolate cake and then you say you're not going to eat it. What, what did you you just set yourself up? It's a huge issue with food. The temptation of eating stuff that isn't good for us and, By now, most people know that. Even the people that used to laugh at me years ago for how I ate are now eating like how I ate. But they did used to try to tempt me because they thought that I wanted that food, and I didn't want it. But that whole power of, come on, try it. Come on, you could do it. Come on, prove if you love me. Come on, one more drink. Through the power of temptation and the fear of loss, ego starts to pave a road because ego has that plan to separate us from ourselves. And it starts with fear. And if the fear doesn't work, It starts with doubt. Am I doing the right thing? Should I pass this up? Then it makes you worry. Wow, I'm going to lose that person, that thing, that job if I don't compromise myself. Then the guilt. God, I didn't do that. What's wrong with me? I never make good decisions. And then the control. You try to do it control the damage and then you realize that once you do it the damage is done it's a very interesting very real even on days when we think we're doing great and all of a sudden something shows up at our door that brings about this tempting feeling I I remember one day I walked out of a, um, I think it was like a makeup store and they're called, yeah, it was because they're called Alta and in the States. And I bought something. And the girl, I don't remember if she undercharged me, she did something wrong, but it was to the detriment of the store. And when I walked out, I realized it. So I went back to tell her because I just didn't want to know. And and probably people will say, well, that was their mistake and you should go. And probably that's what I would have done maybe 10 years ago because I'd be like, oh, it's their mistake. Oh, who cares? But I said, let me go back. She may get in trouble or something like that. So I went back and told her and she got really mad, like really mad. And I thought, Wow, that wasn't what I expected, but she didn't care. It's not her company. And the fact that her coworkers heard, and it wasn't even that loud, but there was someone there, heard that there was a mistake. She was embarrassed. So, in essence, I embarrassed her because I was just wanted to feel good myself that I didn't leave knowing I cheated the store. And I don't even remember how much it was. I'm thinking 5 or $6. But the next time something like that happened, I thought to myself, it's not a big deal. And I don't want to hurt someone. It's not their company. Exactly what happened that time. She taught me something I never thought of before someone's being honest. But I have to tell you, if there was somebody's business, like they owned the business, and I went back, the ego wouldn't be involved. Because there isn't a separation between the ownership and the person who's selling to me. Think about that. I may have taught her that there's honest people still without realizing it, even though I embarrassed her. But when things are diluted and we are not attached to things, it's way easier to live in our egos than if we own the company, right? And the same analogy works for us as people. When we feel we've got a grip, of who we are we will take ownership for our actions and for who we are like it or not whoever we are however if we don't take ownership of who we are we just do stuff that hurts us all day long hurts ourselves all day long what happens? someone else hurts us We're okay with it because we're already doing it. It's our mindset. So let's say you walk around and you feel like you're all up in the business of being evolved and you know what you're doing and no one can mess with you and you're smarter than everybody else. And you're walking thinking, I got this down. Then situation shows up at your door. You go to work one day, a new person gets hired. You're in an accounting department. They kind of have these tricks up their sleeve. They know it. You don't. But you start to notice it. You're going to go one or two ways. You're either going to involve yourself in it or you're going to call it out. The temptation to involve ourselves in it would be if we got a cut. The temptation of ego would say, Why not? They're doing it. Power and numbers. We have a partner in crime. Love would say, walk away. Run, don't walk away. Call it out. If you have a channel to call it out, talk to the person, ask them to not do it. You would have many, many ways to do it. But sometimes people look at that as the uphill battle, and they want to choose their battles, and they kind of turn a blind eye. But if you're in the same office with that person, you're going to be implicated just because you knew, because now you're an accessory. So, you know, you think about all these things, but I always take it back to us by ourselves thinking about what we're going to do next. Because we will accept from others what we accept for ourselves. If we think it's okay to cheat on a partner, we'll cheat on our partner. We'll even give it a second thought. And then if we get caught, we'll deny it and make them feel bad for something we're doing when we both know we're doing it, but one won't admit it, so now you're left to prove it. The temptation to lie has to create a whole city of lies to hold itself up. When you tell the truth, and we all know this, you can just walk away. But that little squirrel, that mouse in the house of temptation will lead you to thinking, no one will never know. I am smarter than the temptation. I can control it. The minute you use the word control, what do you find out? You find out your ego is running the show. All of these scenarios that I'm just like spewing off are all from people that I helped undo the damage of what temptation has brought them to. Because temptation has a job, and that's like the wingman for ego you could think of it because once you accept the temptation you say I'm okay with starting an affair I'm okay with embezzling money I'm okay with lying to my partner now you have to come up with a plan and ego makes you feel like you're coming up with a plan to help people not hurt them by disclosing your temptation. And then it starts to tell you how to do it, how to play it out, and then you start to wonder why you're not feeling so great in this process. Wow, that's a lot. This is occupying my mind all day long. When we are not tempted and we throw that temptation out, like we say, I'm just never going to cheat. Your brain goes free for the day. But when you are considering it, you can't think of anything but it. That's how ego disguises itself. It makes you feel like it's the only important thing. It's like it's the dominating thought. It's the dominating feeling. It's like you, you feel like without it, you're empty and you can't go on. And it's trying to give you every single scenario of how you can do it. It looks like your best friend, your partner. And then it tells you and nobody will ever know. But energy precedes words because ego doesn't believe that. Ego thinks no one can see me. And everyone can see it. They may not know what it is, but they will know something is wrong. Something is wrong. And they won't know how to attach to you because of it. And sometimes you have to look that temptation right in the face. So I had an example years ago. It was a man. And he did meet a coworker that was new to their company, and he felt very attracted, very excited by this person. And he really was contemplating stepping out of his marriage. And this is even before he knew if the person was interested in him, but he was finding himself wanting to pursue that relationship. So what happened is thank God, thank God, There was something in him that had him reach out to run this by another human being. And it happened to be me. Thank God for that, too. Because that whole short-term solution that will bring a long-term problem, I said, forget this person. Have you ever cheated before? No. Why? because I've never seen it really work out for anybody. And I would have a hard time being with my partner. So I said, well, why would you do something that you never really seen work out for anybody? Because eventually people find out, even if it's after you die. And why would you bring that kind of hardship dealing with your partner? Because you know and I know the fights you're going to have from now on aren't going to have to do with your partner anymore. It's going to have to do with your guilt. And he thought about it. And I said, you've got a few choices. If you have the kind of job that you can work from home, do it. Make a choice, a choice to not interact with that person, because it may lead you to wanting to do more over time. And then your lines will blur. Right now they're very clear. Now you can see, hey, should I cross that line or not? And had you not ever confided in me, this will have consumed you. Just tell yourself over and over again, I am not going to invite cheating into my life. I am not a cheater. I've never been and I never will be. Because I will guarantee that that person's either with somebody, not interested, and doesn't want to get involved with a married man. So whatever it is you're feeling, whatever it is you're considering, you are doing all of that on your own. But the fact that you're doing it on your own before you jump in gives me a red flag that there's something in your relationship that you feel is missing. And you shouldn't bring an affair in to create an issue to get you out of the relationship that you're in if you're thinking of having an affair. The temptation is to jump in. It's great in the beginning. Everything's great in the beginning. Nobody knows yet. You haven't carried that energy yet. Everything looks free and clear for a while. But it is definitely going to threaten your long-term goals, your life, as it stands today. Your wife is going to know without a doubt that there is something else going on in your life. You know, they always say women always know. They may not know the details, but a man would feel it if his wife did too because there becomes an emotional separation. You know, I I know this, I have to swear to say this, but it's from the movie um, Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon. I can't remember the guy's name, but I know his face. But either way, they were in a movie together, and and she was going to get married. And she was ready to get married. She's at the altar. She walks down the aisle. Father walks her down the aisle. And right before she gets married, the city clerk comes in and says, hey, you can't get married. Your divorce degree was not signed. She's like, oh, he would do that, blah, blah, blah. And she's complaining about her ex-husband to be, or she thought he was her ex-husband at the time. And the guy says, oh, no, 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 no. You're the one who didn't sign it. She already in her heart felt that she was not done there yet. And when the city clerk came in with that paper, That was her confirmation. Why didn't she sign it? And she was teeter-tottering between going back and marrying the new guy, but the new guy was the new beginning. He came from a great family, whatever, whatever. And the old guy was just her simple love. So she looks at her father and she says to her dad something like, you know, what am I supposed to do? What should I do? And her father said, an ass can only ride one horse at a time. And I never forgot that line. I, I The whole movie, but I never forgot that line because it's true. If we just can understand in a position of temptation that we have to get on one side of the road or the other, learn to make decisions about who you are. This is something I just will not consider. So your ego now doesn't have to go through the whole charade of creating the forum because the temptation is the gateway. It's the carrot. It's dangling. Do you want it or not? And if you take it, now comes the plan. And then what happens with with ego? I always say this and I love it. It always has an entrance plan. And it never has an exit plan. That's when ego runs away. It just begins a plan for you and how you're going to do it, how smart we are. And then it runs away. And once it runs away, you are left high and dry to admit the truth to whoever it is that's around you. Yes, I really did do that. Yes, I killed my wife and daughters. Yes, I cheated with my co worker. Yes, I embezzled money. I am sorry. I don't know what got a hold of me. The truth is the most patient energy truth, love, and purity. They are the most patient energies we have because they know. That energy, the power of that energy already knows that it's going to win. Anything that is short of truth, love, and purity has to keep experiencing its way up to the trust that we need to have that. And then there's a question here from Maria, and she says, My husband is asking me to ask you. God has made some men so good in their personality, but the sexual temptation is always there, especially for men. It is. And you can harness that energy and use it at home. Because just the fact that it's always there, if you want to partake in that and just never have a partner, that's one way to live. And there's a lot of men who live like that. And there's others that it makes them stronger. They, you don't have to go after everybody. You just have to harness that energy that, wow, I'm alive, I'm thriving, I'm part of life, I, I can feel. But who has the time? Think about that. Because we cannot just have sex with somebody and walk away. We tried that in the 70s and the 80s and even now in the one-night stand. Somebody gets attached because we are sharing everything with that person without even saying anything. But if you really were to have sex with every single person, even though the temptation is always there, you yourself would feel diluted but it's an energy. It makes us feel strong. It makes us feel better. Take what's good from it and let that feed your life instead of feeling guilt for having it because we've been taught to feel guilty. We get to feel good about everything but sex. The temptation itself and overcoming the temptation builds men. And a lot of times, Men separate sexual temptation from all the other temptations there are because they feel like they can't help that. And if there's ever anything that's taken any kind of political figure down or big company Mongols, it's been after that. Whether the man was manipulating women, getting them to do what they wanted. Because all the women that we think we want and we're attracted to sexually – They're not going to be responsive to the man. So then why do we have that energy? I remember someone asking, why do I feel like doing this if I don't have the opportunity? Because it's a great vile energy that makes us all feel alive. It's okay to feel it. And then take that home. Because that appreciation, being able to share that good, strong feeling with your partner, gives you a much better relationship at home. It gives you the things you're looking for, and you get to see that person in the light of your best energy. Instead of saying, well, I'm used to her. I want her over here. If you're that person, you have to ask yourself why you're that person. Why don't you take that good energy and bring it home? Just a thought. Because ego has many plans for sexual temptation, and I can tell you that's where it does its best work. It's amazing. But once you accept the temptation, ego is going to show up with a plan. Once you do it, ego is going to run away. You guys, What a way to start Monday. Have a great Monday. I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.